You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, and germs and fans of the Houston Texans Bulls on Parade with a party twist. This is Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news update. I am John, some sports guy, and we're back on a madness Monday. And guess who I have back with me? Cody Davis, your boy is back. <laughs> Did you miss me? <laughs> Cody had a long week last week preparing for the Houston Sabercats getting ready for their first the Houston pro rugby team. Third season, am I right, Cody? Yes, sir. Third season. Also keeping everybody up to date with my coverage of the Houston Rockets and UH basketball. So it's been a long week, but I am back. It's been a long week, and you are back. And speaking of being back, there are a couple of guys that won't be back in the Texans coaching staff and front office. But, guys, you know you can check us out on all of the major podcast platforms apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher megaphone and spotify and of course every time a new episode publishes guess where it goes you can argue that sports.com the giveaway will end sometime this week we'll announce it next week for the 50 dollars visa gift card that we're giving away so to make sure you go ahead and get subscribed to the website cody the last 24 to 48 hours for the Houston Texans, some moves were made. Some guys will be without jobs, won't, re- won't be returning back. And none of these guys are the guy that people want to see going. And I'm talking about the parting ways with Chris Olsen, Texas VP, uh, which I just don't understand that angle. Uh, John Bogano has been dismissed, a linebacker coach and singer and senior defensive assistant, he's been dismissed. I don't understand that. Romeo Cornell, well, we know that he is not going to be returning as D.C., which was expected. Last week I talked about some of the personnel moves that need to be made, uh, including the GM role. How would that affect the front office and coaching staff? Well, now we're seeing that within the last 24 and 48 hours, the power shift from even balance a little bit, maybe 45, 55, Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, to now I don't know how much power they hold between those two guys. Now they're only going to answer to Cal McNair, uh, and we know Anthony Weaver has now been promoted to defensive coordinator. A lot, a lot to bring dive into, which we'll discuss throughout the coming weeks, throughout the rest of the week, along with draft off-season moves that need to be made, free agency, so on and so forth. But, Cody, I'm going to let you take it first because, you know, I'm very disappointed at two of these moves. But what the hell is going on off 16 and Kirby? Well, first and foremost, you shouldn't be surprised because the one guy who everybody's been calling his job ever since the season started, which is Bill O'Brien, If the McNair family does not fire him, you cannot expect for him to fire himself as the team GM. I understand that. But nine times out of ten, unless the McNairs decide to say, hey, we're going to part ways with you, B.O.B., 
Nine times out of ten, B.O.B. is coming back as the Texans head coach, whether you like it or not. But on the flip side of things, I am... I'm not going to say happy because I never want to see nobody lose their job, but but in this situation, I'm not too surprised that there are rumors. Well, it's not really a rumor now, but there are a lot of questioning surrounding Romeo Cannell's return with the team. As you mentioned, he will no longer be def- defensive coordinator, something that we all saw coming. Uh, you know, he has had questionable defensive coverages, questionable defensive um, game schemes ever since week one of the regular season when they lost it against the New Orleans Saints. You know the reason why they lost that game was because of the coverage that he did against Drew Brees and that high-power offense with a minute left in that game. But you take a look at Romeo Cannell with all the problems that he has had this year. It's not surprising knowing that, one, he's no longer defensive coordinator. And two, there are rumors saying that he may return to the Texans next season, um, taking on a different kind of role. And then there's also rumors saying that he is contemplating on retiring, which I believe that is just the Houston Texans way of saying they are ready to part ways with Romeo Cannell, but no, given his history, given what he has meant to this team so much, they decide to say, hey, let's just say you're going to retire. But hey, at the end of the day, we all knew going into the 2020 season, this offseason, they needed a new defensive coordinator, and they got one. Yeah, but the thing with Anthony Weaver, and before I even get into Weaver, as you mentioned, uh, Romeo Cornell is expected to remain in the organization as he did in 2017 when Mike Vrabel was promoted from linebackers coach to D.C. before he left for Tennessee. And we all expected personnel changes. And the thing about it is those personnel changes were moves that needed to be made. Right. We're not saying that this shouldn't have happened. Everybody knows the writing was on the wall. These moves were essential to making some type of progress, but I'm not sure if Anthony Weaver is the man for the job. Okay, listen, you stay in-house, you promote him. I understand that. However, he was still under a coaching staff that, as a D-line coach, once J.J. Watt went down, how many sacks were the Texans able to get? Not a lot. So at your position that you were specifically coaching on, we didn't see any sacks. We didn't really see any QB pressure, so much so that seven weeks after J.J. Watt uh, went down, he, your sole sack master, whatever you want to call him, pressure, QB pressurer, you know, whatever, or man, they call him fear mongers. He was still number what, three in the league in QB hits or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you were not able to generate any other pressure from your D-line. And now you're being promoted to D.C. I'm not sure, and I tweeted it, I'm not sure – that the Texans in game will be worth watching. And I'm going to use that throughout the entire show because of other moves that were made, which we'll get into. And Cornell, I think that, you know what? Because of the love of the game, yeah, you're going to contemplate, should I stay? However, you're a Super Bowl champion as an assistant. You've had your run as a head coach. You've had your run as a DC. You've built some of the best defenses we've seen. And some of the some of the greatest teams we've seen, mentioning what we, what you did with New England, mentioning some of your good years that you've done with the Houston Texans when they, these guys are healthy. However, I think it's time for Cornell to retire. I really do. 
O'Brien is entering his seventh season as a coach. He is a general manager without the title. Easterby is entering his second season as executive vice president of team development, and he's also the assistant general manager without the title. There's something to be said about these two and how the power struggle and shift that's going on in this organization, it's, it's, I don't see it ending in success. And if it doesn't end in success, it's not going to end well, Cody. Well, from, the, from, from what it sounds like, you're not the biggest supporter of the Anthony Weaver hire. But, and, I, and I get it. I mean, he's not the ideal defensive coordinator that you want for your team. I get it. There are a couple people out there who I would have much rather seen the Texans retire. But Weaver's hiring is not that bad as it may seem. And I only say that because this is a guy who's been in the organization. He has been the the line coach and he has really did a good job in developing those players, getting them so young. You take a look at how the way he was able to help. You take a look at how he was able to develop Angelo Blackson. You take a look how he was able to develop DJ Reader and Brandon Dunn. Those are your guys. You take a look at how the way he was able to help a young guy in Jadavion Clowney help become an all-pro. You you have to, I, I would say they gave him a chance now because, yes, you take a look at what the numbers that you gave this year when J.J. Watt went out at the end of the day. That was still Romeo Cannell calling the shots. And Anthony had to at least follow whatever game plan, defensive scheme that Cannell was throwing out there. You have a guy, I gave you all the names. You have a coach who has developed a lot of the Texans' best defensive ends over the last couple of years. Why not give him a chance? Like I said, I know he is not the ideal hire, but at the end of the day, this is a guy who's, at least all of the best people that we had on that front seven develop under him. So you have to give him a chance. Like I say, I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I, but I get it at the same time. If your DC, which is Romeo Cornell, is not going to return in the capacity of DC, and honestly, if he's not going to return at all, then I believe your entire coaching staff of that side, I don't give a damn if he was OC. We know that's not going to change because of Bill O'Brien. But if he does not return, then nobody from that coaching staff should. There needs to be a new face in, 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 in town for that defensive coaching staff because you're going to get the same old, same old. I don't see it happening and ending in a good way. If Cornell is gone, then everybody should be going with, with him. That's just my feeling, and I could be – wrong by this time next year and if so then you know good riddance of me you know kick me off the show I don't give a damn but if Cornell's gone then it should follow okay you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go and we're seeing that there's no defensive identity that no defensive identity will be passed down passed down passed down and I'm not sure Anthony Weaver is the man for the job and again no disrespect to him Happy for the brother. I am. However, it's going to be a revolving door. It's going to be a revolving door, especially considering the power shift of Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien. Those two guys together right now, with the amount of power that they have, I don't know what the hell is going to happen and if we're going to see any improvement or not. 
especially considering the lack of draft picks, the move that you made to get Chris Olsen out of here, he's been dismissed. I can't wait to talk about that because that was truly disgusting and it came out of the blue. I'm just not sure this team is ready to succeed uh, moving forward. However, I want to help you succeed when it comes to your nights. When you need a little confidence, a little boost in bed when you're with your woman or your girl or whoever you're with, Blue Chew is definitely for you. We're going to talk about some good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Just go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. BlueChew is better faster and the cheaper choice we thank them for sponsoring our podcast locked on texas other personnel moves were made and how i'm just still not convinced this team is ready to improve from this last year along with the houston texans it has been really hard working in sports media given the fact how the way the texan season ended the rockets are on a three-game losing streak hopefully they can end that tonight against the oklahoma city thunder and then to top it all off you have the mlb saying that the houston astros cheated and if they did cheat so what it's not like all the other teams in the mlb ever cheated before i mean hey the new york yankees have 27 titles and i'm pretty sure what 26 out of the 27 they probably cheated for it has been a struggle covering Houston sports over the last few weeks. The only team that has at least eased my mind a little bit has been the University of Houston men's basketball team, who has won eight out of their last nine games. John? Oh, they're hot right now. They are yeah, they hot are right hot. <laughs> Listen, if you're a Houston sports fanatic, you're clinging on to the Cougs right now. Literally. You're clinging on to them, because whether you're fighting wire rumors now the Houston Texans will be without senior VP of football administration, Chris Olsen, who is a key role in the front office. He has been dismissed. Olsen has worked for the Houston Texans for the past 13 years, running their cap situation and dealing with contracts on the roster. Olsen also helped lead the analytics portion of the Texans front office. We know that he helped former GMs, Rick Smith, Brian Gain run the salary cap and contract situations for the organization. The move just comes after a short time of being promoted to VP in 2018 after the hiring of GM, former GM rather, Brian Gain. Olsen had also signed a four-year extension with the Texas at that time to keep him with the organization. Now, <laughs> Olsen was a part of the committee, the GM committee with Jack Easterby, Matt Borigazan uh, and head coach Bill O'Brien that was making those GM moves. Now the Texans will have to make adjustments to structure the front office with the exit of one of their most trusted voices. And I will say family members after being there 13 years, Chris Olsen, this move comes at a weird time for me, Cody. Only because what's coming up this offseason? What, what, what couple of deals have to get made? Yeah, you just mentioned the fact that that Houston fan was looking at the NBA and the MLB and the NFL because they don't have any first-round draft picks. Why don't the Texans have a first-round draft pick? 
What is making a whole bunch of trades a week before the regular season starts? Bingo for 400, Alex. <laughs> and the specific you. trade was, hey, Laramie Tunsil, that deal is projected to come up soon. And he's also projected to be the highest paid left tackle. Now you're going to be operating in the area, excuse me, Chris Olsen was the master cap 13 years in that position. He helped your two former GMs get deals done, such as J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, some of those big contract deals. He helped orchestrate those deals. And now you're going to be without an, an official GM. Chris Olsen was a part of the committee. And I would say if he was a part of that committee, like we know he was, then why is he getting fired? He helped that committee succeed by making those trades. And now when you're going into the offseason, where not only are you going, going to have to get the Laramie Tunsil deal done, guys, Deshaun Watson can also get his contract this year. And until Patrick Mahomes signs his, of course, Deshaun Watson is expected to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Now you're going to be operating in the area without Chris Olsen. I don't understand it. I really do not understand it. Also, John Pagano, the brother of Chuck Pagano, Pagano, who's in Indy, he was also fired this past weekend because of God knows why. The linebacker coach who had, listen, Bernard McKinney had a stellar year. Zach Cunningham had a stellar year. Should have been a pro bowler. Should have been an all pro. Now he's fired. And can I just be real for a moment? A lot of Houston sports talk radios or podcasts or whatever, you know, I listen to them throughout the week at times, and sometimes they cater to the Houston Texans. And Cody, you know what I mean. They just, <laughs> you know, they want to be in good graces of the Houston Texans. And I and I understand, it, I get it. But what is Cal McNair allowing off 16 and Kirby? You have Bill O'Brien, who it seems like seemingly he wants to be Bill Belichick. Wants to be head coach, wants to play calls, wants to call plays, wants to be GM. Everybody aspires to be the great. And I understand it. But the reason why your team isn't as great as it could be is because directly, it's a direct effect of what you have been doing or lack thereof. And now you bring in Jack Easterby. He's all of a sudden getting a lot of power after just one year. And what has he really done to prove that he deserves this extra power? In my eyes, not much. You're getting rid of your linebacker coach. You're firing Chris Olsen, who's been there 13 years, who's helped. And, 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 and Bill, o, Bill, Bill O'Brien, you've been here since 14, am I right? 14? Mm-hmm. And so in that time span, look at some of the deals he's gotten done, help get done, help orchestrate. Now, all of a sudden, he's gone. Pagano is gone. I don't understand it. And when I say that the Texans have an end game that I'm not sure is going to be worth watching, when it's all said and done next year, the following year, there's a problem in Houston sports. And only the Astros have been able to get it right. 
There's a problem with wasting prime years by not getting to the big dance. Look what we're doing with James Harden. Not being able to win it. Look what's happening with J.J. Watt. Now his body's breaking down, and he's not able to play like how he used to play. Arian Foster, Andre Johnson. Now we can throw in DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. Now they're entering their real prime years. I think Hopkins is already in his prime years, and I think it'll carry on for a good minute because he's playing with Deshaun Watson. However, some of these personnel moves, when you make a personnel move like Anthony Weaver, you kind of want to get better at that position. He's moving up to D.C., never been to D.C. before. Now you're hiring in-house. You kind of want to get better at D.C. You have guys out there like Chris Richards. You have guys out there like Joe Woods, the 49ers DB coach, who is going to the Super Bowl now. And I think he should have been called for a job. Robert Sala, he's sticking in 49ers. But you have George Edwards, the Vikings DC. These are the guys I touched on last week. And Chris Richards doesn't have a job. Cowboys defensive coordinator, secondary coach, a part of the Seattle Defensive staff during the Legion of Boom. He was a DC for that team from 2015 to 2017. And these in-house moves, it just seems like scared money don't make no money. Everybody else around you is going to continue to prove. Since Bill O'Brien has arrived, the Jags, the Titans, and the Colts have all went to LC title game. They made moves. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? I'm disappointed. And now we're all going to be invested to see what's next. We're going to be handcuffed to see what's next. Okay, what's going to happen next? Because if it's a continuous down a slippery slope, of just it's going to keep happening, keep happening. We're going to look up year 10, and the Texans are going to be like Cincinnati, when Marvin Lewis is still at the helm, but there hasn't been any real progress. And I'm not going to hold my tongue on that. There's no reason why Chris Olsen should be fired. Unless, just like the Jadavion Clowney trade, was there some personal feelings involved? Was it getting personal in Houston? Was it was it, were people butt hurt of the because of the moves that were made off, off 16 and Kirby? Was that what's going on? Disappointed. Yes, unlike the Anthony Weaver hiring, I was extremely disappointed in the Chris Austin firing. Not only do you have to worry about getting a deal done with Laramie Tunsil, but this is a team that, that has a lot of salary cap room going into free agency, which means you're going to have to really try to build through free agency, especially due to the fact you have little to damn little no draft picks. Four. But at the same time. Four. But at the same time. This is what happens when your head coach take over as GM. It never, unless it's Bill Belichick in New England, which I do believe having the greatest quarterback on time do help his case a hell of a lot. It, it, it never works out. It don't matter what sport it is. If your head coach also takes on general, general manager duties, it never works out because that puts the team in a situation like the Houston Texans are now. 
where you know you need a head coach, you know you need a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator. You It makes sense to go out and get guys who are still available on the market that deserve this spot, but yet, like I said, like I said in the first segment, you're not going to have a coach that's going to fire himself. That's not going to happen. And then on top of that, a lot of guys will hire in-house just due to the fact they don't want to bring nobody in who can give the ownership a thought to say, hey, let's replace this guy with the guy that he brought in. That is a lot of time. That is a lot of reasoning going behind of the in-house hiring. And it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with Olsen's position, because like I say, this is going to be a very crucial offseason for the Texans because you have you have to get the deal done with Laramie Tunsil. Because, John, can you imagine if Tunsil and the Texans cannot agree to terms and this man walk to another team? Yeah, because they have to. And, Cody, that point you made is beyond valid because you don't have draft picks. You have four, a second round, a fourth round, a fifth round, and a seventh round. Once you get past the fourth round, I mean, you're shooting in the dark. You know what I mean? They hey, might as well draft us. Right. Well, no, listen, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not <laughs> no, give yourself, believe in yourself, bro. I am not NFL material. Not at all. But, you know, you're limited on draft stop. So the fact that you have some improvements before you even get the free agency, you got to resign DJ Reader. You got to resign Bradley Roby. You got to resign. Uh, Kwame Fairbairn. You got to get those deals done, right? And then now you got to resign Larry Tunzel, right? And then now you got to go find some edge rushes in free agency. Now you got to f- go find you uh, more talent in your secondary if you want to, uh, maybe bring in another linebacker. But you have areas of this team. Wide receiver depth is also something you need to look into. Maybe a different running back if you want to go move along from Carlos Hyde because you only got him on this one year deal. We know Duke Johnson is going to be on the contract. So you have (laughs) – there's areas of this team that's important. And to not have a cap master like Chris Olsen, what what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? And that's the problem. And it's one of the most valid points. Free agency this year, the offseason that includes everything outside of the draft, it's going to be essential for improving – your team next season, right? Like, there are a lot of guys in this free agent class that can improve your team, but you got to worry about deals first. Then you don't have draft picks. So now your priority is securing guys that you already have and then going out to find talent. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Rough couple of days for the Houston Texans. We know that we've let go of Romeo Cornell, well, not Romeo Cornell, but he's been moved on from the D.C. position. Anthony Weaver has been promoted. And, again, I am not trying to, you know, rain on that man's parade. Honestly, I hope he succeeds. So congratulations to him. Chris Olsen has been dismissed from the team. As uh, some personnel moves about John Bogano. He has been dismissed, who was a linebacker coach and senior defensive assistant. We're going to see where the Texans go from here, of course. That's why we're here. But to add a little insult to injury, the last, let's see, well, from Sunday's matchups, we know we had Tennessee versus 
the Chiefs, and then we had the Packers versus the 49ers. And that game featured Mike Vrabel, Kyle Shanahan, Robert Salah, and Matt LaFleur, all of which were Texans' former assistants. <laughs> Boy. Sure missing out on some of those talented individuals, huh? <laughs> Miss them. I would love to see a Kyle Shanahan in this offense with the weapons he has. And considering that maybe he wouldn't feel like he would be limited by his quarterback, although I think Jimmy Garoppolo had an amazing season, should have won comeback player of the year after tearing his ACL. They went ahead and gave it to Ryan Tannehill, but nonetheless, <laughs> I would love I would have loved to see what Kyle Shanahan could have done uh, in this offense. However, that's the pass. As I learned from church yesterday, we're not going to live in the past. We are going to continue in the future and the, what the future holds for the Houston Texans. God knows, but we'll, he'll eventually tell us his plans. And uh, hopefully, at some point, we'll get some answers about what the hell is going on. Will we hear from Kyle McNair in regards to the updates and moves that have been made. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman here, of course, always. I love the show, guys. Oh my gosh. Speaking of show, I'm fire, firing out, finding out about Gus Fring on Breaking Bad, Gustavo. Oh, Lord. Gustavo. And I also started The Outsiders on HBO, an amazing show right now. Has me hooked. Uh, so I'm kind of juggling shows right now. Don't, don't do the oh my God, Cody. Get with it or get lost. <laughs> You know, we like shows on this damn show. I watch good TV. Jump some sports guy. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. And my guy's back finally after a long week of just sports. Cody Davis. And please follow me on Twitter at Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Ooh, Anthony Weaver is highly respected by the Texas players and around the league has roots with Rex Ryan from his days with the Ravens, Jets, and Bills. Expected, expecting an aggressive approach from the new Texas D.C. And we will continue to see how that plays out. Word from the wise. If at first you don't succeed, pick yourself up. Right. Peace. You are locked on Texas. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.